Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live 95. With Tesco, where you won't pay more for the products that matter most to you. Tesco, every little helps. Go down that road and, you know, people will get offended, but it just doesn't seem to bother him. Now, our first guest this morning is someone who always cheers on Munster Rugby. Mind you, there haven't been too many reasons to do so in the last couple of games, but we'll see at this weekend and indeed has chatted to us many times uh, as part uh, of his uh, great work with the Munster Rugby Supporters Club, uh, one of the prime movers uh, behind it uh, for many years. Uh, But he's in studio to talk to us about something totally different, and that's Ian Buckley. Uh, Good morning to you, Ian. Morning, Joe. How are you doing? Um, Now, you had... um, a pretty traumatic incident when you were on holidays. Tell me about it. Yeah, um, on the the 18th of August, uh, we were on a family holiday. Myself, my wife, my two kids, my brother-in-law, my sister-in-law, their two kids. We were over in Lanzarote. Um, and as you do, just enjoying the holidays you normally do. And uh, we, de- we decided in our wisdom to go uh, parasailing. So just to for anyone just just to clarify, parasailing is it's not the paragliding where you're holding onto a hang glider. It's the one where you're on you're on a parachute at off the back of a boat. Oh yes, and the boat is pulling you out. So um, I have to say, now that that always <laughs> looks scary to me, even when it all goes well. <laughs> well, to be honest, it, it it was something that that I'd been putting off doing <laughs> for a long time, and uh, probably wish I did know. But um, so the, the three of us went up on the 18th of August. Uh, uh, that morning to to go parasailing and we we duly did myself my son and my brother in law. Uh, it was lovely um, for the first two and a half minutes of what was supposed to be a ten minute uh, flight as such. Okay, so the part of it that you remember when you say it was lovely, in, in what way was it lovely? So it's the, the buzz and the excitement of going up in in the shoot when you're lifting off the boat. That was you know that was pretty fun. You know. Um, then when you're up in the air, you're you're pretty stable, you know, or supposed to be stable, um, and you you basically have a, a, a three sixty panoramic view of the island from the sky, and you're, it's it's there's nothing underneath you only only see. Ian, were you a guy who was happy enough to look down when you were up there? Oh yeah, yeah, and that kind of stuff uh, was never something that really really bothered me as such. Um, but uh, I suppose about maybe three minutes into into the 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 the, the, the journey, uh, I suppose the best way to describe it is we were like a kite going out of control, where it started whipping left and right, up and down. Initially, we thought it was the guy on the boat just having a bit of a laugh, just to heighten the excitement and the tension and build the adrenaline. Um, and the last the last thing I remember, I was being being operated on in uh, in a hospital in Arecife, in Lanzarote. So, um, yeah. It's um, no memory of what happened then. No, no. Um, uh, we, we have reports from, there was two Belgian people in the boat below us that, that were going up after us and they witnessed everything that happened and they told us exactly what happened and they gave, they gave me a report of what happened and it's it's horrific. I've read it once uh, and I've put it, set it aside and I won't be reading it again. Um it's it's almost I suppose it, it, to describe it it's it's um it, it's if you like a scene from Casualty that BBC program and you, you, you when when you see something at the start like you see three guys walking down a pier and all of a sudden you see ambulances flying around and you you know exactly what's after happening that's pretty much what it was and um, so my my son got to me and flipped me around I I was face down in the water out cold for about maybe I think something like a minute. 
Um, I was fairly ripped open, 78 stitches, uh, uh, something like between 8 and 11 different fractures around here, around the eye socket, and three more subsequently found on the base of the skull when I came home here to Ireland and had a CT scan. So, um, We're chatting to Ian Buckley about this extraordinary <laughs> thing that happened to you on holidays. Um, so what you thought uh, was, as you say, the the person in the boat having a bit of fun was actually this going out of control. Yeah, exactly, yeah. yeah. Uh, was it particularly windy? It or? wasn't, and that that was the thing, because the day before, uh, there was a couple telling us, they were the, the Belgian couple actually, they, they were telling us they were due to go up the day before, but it was cancelled because it was too windy, it was too breezy. Uh, now, Lanzarote is notoriously breezy anyway, but on the day in particular, it wasn't that breezy at all. Uh, so the guys that, that were running it, para, uh, Paracraft, they, they just said, yeah, it's fine, it's, it's okay to go up. We went up, it was all fine for a while, and then all of a sudden, it just went, and their explanation was that the wind did get too high whilst we were up there, it put strain on the rope, which is, uh, the rope is kind of, um, it's 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 normal rope, but with with metal fibres woven in as well, just to strengthen it. But um, that broke, the rope broke, and um, that's that's all we know. So the rope broke, mm-hmm. and that meant that you came that, plunging down? That meant we came downwards, yeah, in, in, into the sea, yeah. And if I understand this correctly, from a height, if you hit the water, it's like hitting concrete. Yeah, um, I've read that since, Um and I suppose I would have known it prior to that as well. But uh, again, we were all out cold. So whatever happened, whether the rope recoiled... The three of you were. Three of us were out cold on the bar. So whether whether the rope recoiled and hit, hit the three of us and, and knocked us out, sparked before we hit the water, again, we don't know. Uh, and did you say your son uh, came to yeah, quicker than he, he you he came did. to quicker than I did, uh, himself and the brother-in-law. And they, they, like, he was very fortunate as well because th- th- my son had, you know, he had, the rope had actually from the parachute had actually got around his neck whilst he was under the water. So he had ligature marked just on the side of his neck. So he was, he was, you know, we, all three of us are extremely fortunate to, to, to still be here, you know. Um, and what about your brother-in-law's injuries? Yeah, he, again, he got, both himself and my son got similar injuries. Uh, so they must have clashed heads. They got a, got maybe five or six stitches in, in, uh, in, in the side of the head. Um but again, a lot of their stuff now is um, kind of flashbacks, really, and remembering it and stuff like that. Were all three of you taken to hospital? Uh, well, all three of us were taken to hospital, yeah. Um, I was obviously the more serious um, with, like, literally my mouth was completely ripped open all the way down to the chin. It was hanging down. It was like like a scene from Predator with this this, this flap of skin hanging down. Uh the, the eye socket was completely smashed and was ripped open from, we say, the corner of my eye over to my ear. Uh, there was all sorts going on um, but yeah I have to say you know the, the bit that I do remember is how they treated me in, in the hospital and they were absolutely fantastic um, I, once you got over the language barrier you know but but they were unbelievable they, 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 like I was in and out of the hospital within I'd say 26 hours but this is the thing this, listening to the injuries as you've described that kind of amazes me that you were out of hospital over yeah. there so quickly. Yeah, it was... It's Interestingly, actually, when you, you mentioned about the waiting list in A&E here and a whole lot, and the records were, 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 were setting here that nobody wants. But um, it was... I was just brought in, looked after. Uh, they flew... They had to fly an ophthalmologist in from Gran Canaria 
to look after the ice socket and the whole lot. There was only, there's only one in in the in, on the islands, so they had to fly him in. He flew in, I'd say, within two hours of me being in the hospital, and I was seen to by him after the other guy had stitched me up here and all around the mouth and the whole lot. Um, so yeah, it it, it was phenomenal the, the level of attention and. The, the vague recollections that I do have, and I've clarified this since with my wife and all that as well, and the people that were there, there was somebody literally watching over and out. You know, like I was in the critical care unit there, but um, there was somebody watching all the time where I was and what I was doing, that it was, that it was okay. And it, it, so it was phenomenal care, I have to say. Okay, uh, we're chatting to Ian Buckley. A lot of you will know him for his work over the years with uh, the Munster Rugby Supporters Club. But as you can hear, he's telling us about a, a very personal and uh, deeply traumatic experience that he had while on holidays uh, in recent months, actually. And we chatted a little bit more to Ian. He's well known to you for his work over the years uh, with uh, the Munster Rugby Supporters Club. Indeed, he's been in studio with us many times. But he's telling us today about the horrific accident that he suffered when he was on holiday abroad last year um, how did you get home then after all of this so um, we, we came back with uh, we came back with Aer Lingus uh, about maybe three days after I, after I was left out of the hospital and um, we got back uh, pretty pretty sharpish it was a late night flight back in and then we went straight out to see uh, Michael Gilbride out in the maxilla facial and um, he did all the, the bits and pieces here he fixed me up in, in, in uh, Limerick but um yeah, we were kind of a bit worried about how we'd get back, the cost of getting back, all that kind of stuff, because um, in in my wisdom, I had completely overlooked renewing our annual uh, health, our annual uh, travel insurance policy. Uh, but fortunately, we were able to come back on what was our scheduled flight. So that, that negated that. But to be fair, Aer Lingus were very good as well. They'd, they'd said we, they would have accommodated us anyway, you know. What about your general health insurance? Um, my general health insurance that we have, uh, I'm lucky in that my wife, where, where she works, she has us all covered on a policy. Uh, without that, I don't think I would have been treated as quickly. Um, so again, I suppose the public system against the, the private system works the same all over the world. Um, so luckily enough, I had the private health insurance there that uh, that got me in and out sort of. So they covered the, the, the cost of what needed to be done over in Lanzarote. Uh, I also had the backup in the European Health Insurance card. I, that's something I always make sure to have. Um, it, it's and it's so simple, Joe. You know, but people would forget about these things like 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 their travel insurance, uh, like the European Health Insurance card. You know, but and it, the European Health Insurance card is free. So it's I I would recommend anybody go on to the the, the EHIC website and just get that card and get it downloaded. Have it have it in your back pocket. You may never need it. But when you do need it, it's invaluable. Uh, and I was the same with the health insurance. Um, nobody ever thinks they're going to need to, to tap into their insurance. Speaking of insurance, so what about the company that took you up that day <laughs> and their insurance? So they are insured. Um, and to be fair to them, uh, when when one of the, I think it was my brother-in-law called down uh, to them the next day and um, they gave him an insurance form. Uh covered by Alliance with the with the details of the accident well the details of the accident from their point of view which was the wind caused the damage so um, look they're, they're not going to say anything different um, so they were insured and strange thing we were actually thinking afterwards when we came back like they never asked us to sign a waiver or a disclaimer or any of that kind of thing. And we're going, this, this, you know, it's only when you when you look back at it, you're going, okay, 
and they are a legit they're a legit, legit company they're there for years doing it so um which is strange but look um they did have insurance uh yeah well look we're, we're talking to them but again it's Spain things happen a little bit a little little bit slower well a lot slower than than, than what they would here um but look we're, we're talking to them to see where it is but look it could be years before we get anything from there and when you came back and you mentioned treatment that you got here was there anything else they identified in Ireland so when i came back uh we went out to mr gilbride and we we he scheduled surgery for the week after i i had returned here uh we did a second ct scan here because the one that they sent from Spain, the disc that they sent, didn't have any images of so the base, the back of the skull, the base of the skull, or anything like that. Fortunately, he did do that CT scan because he found three more fractures going into going into the base of the skull, close to uh, close to the medial point of the brain. So, um, yeah, it was very very fortunate. So, did he have to do anything in particular with those? Um, no, uh, they, I think it's basically just some sort of a patch, a silicone patch or something like that they could put over to allow it to heal properly and fuse. Um, they hadn't, uh, they hadn't come apart. The fractures, thank God, they were just, they, they were, they were, they were still there. The fractures were there, but they hadn't broken or as, as such separated. Ian, how have you been, including mentally, since this? Um, do you know what? I, I've been okay. I've been physically. It, 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 the impact physically is more in terms of tiredness uh, in, in that sense like you know like I went back to college full time last year this is my second year in there and my focus, my main focus was on that this year so I, I'd be in lectures I'd come out of lectures and I would, I'd be absolutely shattered um, uh, I suppose really up until last few weeks even you know I'm still sleeping my brains out uh, you get very very tired during the day Sometimes you'd be lethargic, so I, I've had to stop driving uh, for for a while on occasion because you just get so tired, and sometimes you you, you lose focus, and you know, so it kind of it had an impact that's in that sense as well. Has your memory been affected at all? Yeah, um, my, my short term memory is can be a bit um, a bit here and there. Uh, my long term memory is is perfect, nothing wrong with that. Uh, but it's my short term memory. So, like I'm talking to you now. Uh, I could meet you in two days' time down the street and you'd say, geez, that was a great, great chat. And I'd say, what do you want about? Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm videoing this, actually, and you can see a scar along the side of your temple. Um, yeah. And I, that, that's the only visible sign I can see. It's, it is. Th- you. Thankfully, you know, there there are a few others that I know that are there, one on my upper lip and one here, with, where all the stitches happened around the, the chin and the mouth. But um, they, they're... they're I suppose it's that I know they're there that I, I actually can see it more. But the one in the temple is the more prominent one. But again, you know, it's a scar, Joe. Yeah, it'll be always there. It'll remind me of the, of, the, of what happened. But again, I'm trying to maintain the positive side that I'm here, you know. Um, and the, the after effects, would you expect them, and what have the doctor said to you about this, to disappear over yeah. the next few months? So um, I have... I have quite a bit of nerve damage around the left, down the left-hand side of the face, so literally around here, as I'm rubbing now, you, you know, people will see on the camera, I have no feeling here, you know, and that's all nerve damage. Top of my lip, I'm tapping there, I can't feel that, and my teeth here, I, I, I can't feel that. Uh, the inside of the mouth, I've no feeling there, so when I'm eating hot food or anything like that, I, I can't feel it, <laughs> so... Um, that's good in, in some sense, but uh, I've been told that can take anything up to eighteen months to start knitting back together. And I think it is, to be honest, because at times, uh, at times I can feel the scar here almost 
tingling. It's kind of like a Harry Potter thing. The, 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 the scar starts kind of getting warm and tingly, but I've been told that that's the nerves starting to repair themselves, So, which is positive. Right. Uh, you were involved for so long with the Munster Rugby Supporters Club. Mm-hmm. Have you taken a step back from that? Well, I'm still a member, and um, I'll still help out where, where the lads need me, if they need me. But, um, yeah, I took a decision in uh, the middle of last year that I was going to step back uh, this year. Um, I'd, I'd been there, I suppose, 15 and a half to 16 seasons, and it was time for new blood. It was time for new blood. And the guys that are there, the guys and the, and, and, and the girls that are there at the moment, you know, they're doing a great work as well. So, um, yeah, it, it's I'm still I'm still there. I'm still quite willing to be involved with the, if if the lads need me and if they need to kind of throw back. Uh, but my as I say, my my sole focus for this year was on my college and co-op work and, and all that kind of stuff. Fairness. And well, this happened now as well. Yeah. So it was probably the right, probably a good thing that I did do that. You know. Um, what do you make of where Monster are at right now? Yeah, we're in a bit of a bit of a quandary, aren't we? Um, it's. There's been so many changes, Joe. You know, both both personnel wise in in the side and and in the back room between Garrett going and the whole lot, and then Ian Flanagan coming in and new commercial director Doug leaving, all that kind of stuff. Um, all that disruption, you know, doesn't help. You know, um, and then of course we've been hit with so many injuries, and of course Joey Carberry being unfortunate again. Uh, um, it's 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 kind of it's a strange one. I do you know what I'd I'd rather people. Take a step back and look at where, look look in the whole the, the whole the whole picture and look at what the, the difficulties that they, that they have at the moment, and maybe maybe realise that look, if we go out of Europe, nobody wants to contemplate Munster going out of Europe. But if they do, they do. It's a tournament, uh, and I've seen comments all over the place of it's the end of the season and all this kind of stuff. It's it's a tournament. It's one tournament. Maybe maybe Munster need to take a step back and focus on the Pro 14 for the rest of the season, build the squad. And, you know, like the, the guys like Shane Daly and that, that are coming in, Keenan Knox, from from the start of the season, the young lads are playing playing unbelievably great, great rugby. And that has the hallmarks of Roundtree and Larkham. So, yeah, it's, it's going to be a, a difficult season. I don't expect Munster to win Europe. Um, I'd expect them to challenge in the Pro 14. Um but it, there's going to be bumps and bruises along the way. Okay. All right. Uh, well, Ian Buckley, very glad to see you in the studio Thank this you. morning and glad that you're making progress after that really terrifying uh, incident. Just absolutely awful. I assume your days of parasailing and paragliding are behind you now. Yeah, bubble wrap, I think, no, is, um, <laughs> is the extent of me. <laughs> that's good. That's good. And I hope your recovery continues um, uh, at a quick pace. And thank you very much for coming in and talking. Thanks, Joe. Well, you're never welcome. never easy to uh, do that, but you're great to do it. Um, Ian Buckley uh, there uh, with uh, his very interesting but uh, not very pleasant recent story. Here's you too. Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live 95. With Tesco, where you won't pay more for the products that matter most to you. Tesco, every little helps.